This episode of Aphorisms is recorded in London, the colonial capital, and on the unceded lands of the Gadigal and Wongal peoples. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and future. Oh hey there, welcome to Aphorisms. This is episode 12, um, the final episode for the year. Uh, We've been on a little break because it's been a bit of a um, festive fiasco. Uh, But we have a lot to catch up on today, Maddie and I. We will be running through the latest episodes for uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Real Housewives of Potomac and Real Housewives of Atlanta, which is back. Um, And we're really, really, really excited about it. Lots of ground to cover. Plus, we haven't caught up in a minute, so that'll be fun. And of course, we'll be doing um, our regular astrology hacks slash horoscope readings from the Internet. Plus, worth noting, there's a full moon this week. So recharge your crystals, do what you got to do and all the best for the new year, to be honest. <laughs> I feel like we all need it. So charge them as much as you possibly can. Um, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy the episode. Good morning, Maddie. Good evening, Ash. How are you? How are you going? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I look a lot happened. It's only eight thirty a.m. and a lot happened before eight thirty a.m. today. How? Um, I got woken up by what was like a crack of lightning above my house, Ooh. and I both me and my partner jolted awake, and I dived <laughs> on my dog. <laughs> my partner dived on me. And my brain was like, protect the dog. <laughs> but her brain was like, protect the other human. Oh, um, I'm not surprised even a little bit. Yeah. So that was completely wild. And surprisingly, my chihuahua was not phased at all. He just oh. like lifted up his head and then went back to sleep. But me and her were like, are we dead? Like it was, it was really massive storm yeah that sounds scary but i'm not chico probably was like whatever this is probably like a sacrifice in my honor or something just relax chico (laughs) being your dog obviously the prince of petersham exactly so yeah we've been having wild weather i got lived through a a flood last week and then a huge fucking storm this morning we might have another flood this week as well are you serious you went on holiday you told me and you got like evacuated because of floods or something no we didn't end up getting evacuated but we did go on holiday into the flood place (laughs) (laughs) okay Um, and our street did flood a few times and my car got flooded that... And then I had to fill it with kitty litter to Ew. get the moisture out of the, like, interior. That's disgusting. Does your it car was... smell like wet cat now? No, because, like, the kitty litter was clean. Like, no cats had been in it. Okay, I don't know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, D- kitty litter is super absorbent and dehumidifying. Great. So if you ever have something that gets flooded, you fill it with kitty litter to get the smell and the dampness out of it well you learn something every day you know what that reminds me of when people (laughs) i don't know why this happens but in primary school whenever some kid vomits which happens all the time just randomly a kid would vomit in the middle of the day like a primary school they would throw something (laughs) on it to absorb it like sawdust or something or some kind of weird smelling thing yeah 
same like wasn't it usually sand or maybe just at my school they just buried it <laughs> i don't know i thought it was like looked like sawdust or something and it smelled funny anyway why did that happen why did children randomly vomit in the middle of the day at school i don't know I'm, i've assumed kids vomit a lot anyway anyway <laughs> tell me about your morning <laughs> oh my god i have i also had a weird morning um last week i ordered a package from asos an expensive one, like 200 pounds worth. And it included Christmas presents and that. And then I was home all day, right? Cause we're London's like on tier four, like don't leave your house kind of level of lockdown. So I was home waiting for my package. I was like even dressed in the outfit that I was going to try on my new boots with. And then I randomly got an email. <laughs> Everyone does that. I got an email saying that it had been delivered to my neighbor at number 15, which was not in my building because the photo of the neighbor that they included in the email like a crazy person and the door did not match the same doors in my building so it was just some other random number 15 in another building that I had no way of finding and the guy looked creepy now I showed you a photo and I posted a photo photo, yeah the photo was fucking I I was like (laughs) this is surely a joke like I was like surely the like post person is playing a prank on us, yeah. uploading that photo to the, like, delivery app. When you when you posted a photo of that, I was like, it was like this guy, like, he was, like he kind of probably was fine, but then, like, the inside of his house was really, like, obscene. Yeah, there was, like, I can't tell, like, if it was, like, a framed picture or a screen or something playing something of, like, a girl who looked to be in bondage screaming very close up. <laughs> and I was just like... I am never getting this package back. Nobody was helpful to me from like ASOS or the delivery people. They were like, sorry, it's Christmas. I'm like, I know. That's why I paid premium delivery so you can get me my Christmas presents. Anyway, I thought this is never going to happen. Hopefully I'll get a full refund eventually if everyone turns out to be just as useless as each other. And then <laughs> wake up this morning to my like buzzer going and I like leapt to it thinking, oh, what's this like? I didn't expect anything. And there was someone uh-huh. saying like delivery, delivery. That was at the wrong address. And I was like, oh my God, this delivery company is fucking fine. Like sorted it shit out, gone to pick it up and brought it to my house. So I ran to just quickly open the door <laughs> naked in a robe thinking I'll just be really quick. And it was the guy from the picture, <laughs> not the delivery company. And he was like, hi, this is, I just realized today. I'm so sorry that this was the wrong building. Like I think he went to return it to the neighbor in his building of the same number, okay. but then was okay. like, oh shit, this, and then he read the address properly. And so he brought it all the way to me. I was like, I'm so sorry. This was so late. And he was really, really nice. And I felt like such an asshole for the way I spoke about him. But to be fair, he's got a creepy picture in his house. Um, So I got yeah. my delivery and it was all sealed and everything, but I'm still going to try and get my refund because, you know, the delivery company didn't return it. So as far as they're aware, I still don't have it. True. True. And also now Pablo knows where you live and that's their fault. <laughs> exactly. Oh, do you ever think of that? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's he seemed fine. nice. He seemed nice. But... He came dressed in a black long top, black jeans, black boots and a long black coat and he had long black hair. And I was like, that's fully what I would wear, even returning someone's package to their house. So I can respect that. Maybe he just, like, loves Japanese horror or something. And that's why he had that scary poster. Yeah, I mean, no judgment. Whatever you're into, it just to get that, 
as the <laughs> sorry I missed you, it's with this person picture was scary. That's like, yeah, it was really fucked up, the photo. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> anyway, I got my boots. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Are they nice? Yeah, they're re- I got two pairs because I was going to keep one and return the other. But if I can sort myself out a full refund, I'm keeping them both. Yeah. So Do it. We'll see what happens. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Big day for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a start. We're off to a start. Speaking of, let's kick off with our horoscopes. Astrology hacks. Tomorrow is a new moon at the time of recording. So I'm sure that will be reflected in what our horoscopes are going to tell us. Um, yeah. And our horoscopes today are from... Dose Via. Uh, um, mine is from Scorpio Mystique and yours is from... No- is it No Taurus on Instagram? Yeah. No Taurus on Instagram. See, I remember things. Um, okay, so for Scorpio, today's planetary square between Gemini Moon and Neptune in Pisces activates Scorpio sectors of depth and true love. It's important to make sure that as a Cancer full moon approaches tomorrow, we're looking at situations in our lives as they are and not getting caught up in idealistic thoughts of how we think they should be. I have a really big problem with this and I need this like constantly to remind me. So that's good. I always do that. Even if something's totally fine, I'm like, but should it be this way? You know what I mean? Uh-huh, uh-huh. It says, are you truly assessing your current connections from a non-biased perspectives, perspective? Or is a part of you projecting your fears or insecurities onto the connection as a way to protect yourself? Scorpio, this full moon week is teaching you that all your feelings are valid, especially the ones you sometimes try to repress or minimize. Thank you so much. I have so many feelings, so that's good to know. Um, <laughs> most people try and tell me to squish squash my feelings down because I have too many, so that's good. Um, whatever's coming for you right now needs to be acknowledged lovingly. Oh, what is coming up for me? Um, try your best to remember that feelings are fleeting. So instead of freaking out about your heightened emotional sensitivity, get curious about what it's here to reveal. I just thought I was hormonal. Mm. That um, could, you can be <laughs> hormonal and have a lot of feelings. That can be part of the same thing. Yeah. I mean, that's what's happening. So, mm-hmm. I feel like this was just a little self-care note from the universe to me to be like, it's okay to be emotional and really um, have a lot of feelings, especially at this time of year and away from family. And it's that global pandemic shit and all that. Like, you know, I would normally be with my family at this time of year. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. there are a lot Did of Did you emotions. find it hard? Hard? Like, because you're in lockdown for Christmas, right? Yeah, I'm in lockdown. Sort of. Sort of. And... I, I enjoy the London like winter Christmases, but this year I um I lost my grandpa who I was very close to, so I really just wanted to be home for Christmas this year and be with my family. Um, yeah. So, you know, that sucked to not have that opportunity, but my girlfriend's family was very welcoming and lovely, and I got a lot of presents revolving around gin and lots of gin bottles and different types of gin, so I guess you told them all about me. Um, so it was still a really nice day. It just it was a little bit hard. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, once again, a very Scorpio <laughs> horoscope. <laughs> Stop repressing your feelings. <laughs> I know, right? Which would be funny to some people because they'll be like, what are you talking about? You don't repress shit. But I actually do. There's more going on than you know. Like, <laughs> that's the scary There's part. There's layers. <laughs> layers. I'm like an onion. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure to, like, deal with them. Yeah, and just, like, be nice to yourself as well. I'm gonna, does that involve drinking all the gin that was given to me? That's probably not what that means, but okay. um, <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, let me find mine. I don't even have it open. Mine says that the moon is hanging out in the information-seeking sign of Gemini and unites with the North Node. I don't know what the North Node is. <laughs> um, and it says, ask to see what seeks to emerge through your long-standing patterns. Karma has the ability to transform into a doorway which can lead you forward. Oh, what? <laughs> this is happening in opposition to Venus, ruler of intimacy. It's time to get deep and real with your inner space. <laughs> Taurus, there are only 10 days left of Mars and Aries in your sector of spirituality. Make the most of it by finishing up the things you've been hard at work on backstage. You're going through so much deep spiritual change. Keep putting your energy into your inner process. Come 2021, this process will emerge into the light and become more tangible. This new beginning will be a deep one. Oh. That sounds like a lot. It does sound like that's the most Taurus response to that. <laughs> oh. I feel like I can never just have a horoscope that's like, you know, you'll have a nice day, like be nice to other people. <laughs> like it's always like you've got deep wounds and <laughs> you need to sort them out. <laughs> if you're going to have a nice day, you don't need to be warned about that. You know what I mean? Ugh, yeah. Um, I honestly could not tell you what that's about because clearly I'm not doing enough deep <laughs> spiritual work. <laughs> Hopefully you're just going to be like led to the open door and make your way through it regardless of your own effort. I'm trying. I'm trying to be led. <laughs> just be open and not so fucking stubborn and fixed. And you should be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Kim told me that tomorrow's full moon is called the beaver moon or something. The you beaver know, moon. <laughs> like, you know, they have different names. <laughs> so she had a little <laughs> lol about how lesbian um, that was. And so did I. Oh, my God. It's the full beaver moon. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I'll, I'll look more into that. I just thought it was funny. It says the beaver moon is meant to be in November, not in... Oh, I don't know. December. We might be wrong. We are definitely hacks. <laughs> Who cares? There was a beaver moon. A moon is called beaver moon. That's funny. Yeah, this is apparently this one's called the full cold moon. Cold? Yeah, it's like the full moon in Cancer, I think. Oh, no wonder I'm so fucking emotional. It was like a Cancer moon. I know. I had a horoscope yesterday that was like you're gonna have a time because it's a Cancer, it's a cancer <laughs> full moon this week, and I was like, fuck, not again. <laughs> Not feeling all those emotions again. I know. Like some, I just like why I would like the moon to sort of just stay in like Aries or Gemini, where we can just like power forward thoughtlessly. That would be best. If you could see my face of horror right now, absolutely <laughs> not. I do not have the energy to deal with an Aries or Gemini moon at all times. <laughs> Fuck off. No, no. Embrace our emotions, Maddie. Yeah. And let's embrace Real Housewives. Yes. Oh my god, we have so much to talk about. Do you want? What do you want to catch up on first? We have Salt Lake City and Potomac this week. Well, I think we need to talk about Potomac the most because we've got three reunion episodes to cover. So let's start with that. We sure do. First of all, <laughs> everyone is in yellow. They look okay. <laughs> Robin did something to her hair. What the fuck has she done to her hair? 
Was it her hair? I think it was a weak right? But I don't care. It was... it was crimped and it had a little leopard print pattern printed onto it. It was so weird. It was, yeah, not the best hair on Ooh. Robin's behalf. Usually she the she looks so nice. Like her face that hair was really bad. Her face was heaven and she looked beautiful, but her hair was really bad. Um, sorry, that was the first thing that jumped out at me. The second thing once I processed that was, oh my god, Candace and Monique are in the same room as each other. Holy yes. shit. So that was massive. Um, and yes. they did not disappoint. Yes. And also both Candace and Monique looked fucking stunning in yellow. Wendy stunning. looked the best. Yeah. But those two looked amazing. Like their outfits looked amazing. Yeah. They looked really, really, really good. I didn't love Wendy's dress, but she looked the best, if that makes sense. I thought she I thought she looked beautiful. I thought she was amazing. She did look I think she looked the best. And also Eddie behaved the best of all the men. <gasps> once Eddie, again, I would just say. Eddie, what a sweet angel man. He seems just so polite and so nice and he was like, Hi Andy, nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. like he just was adorable. He didn't say anything out of line. He just supported his wife and was sweet and didn't cause any shenanigans and a perfect house husband, I think. That man knows how to behave. Yeah. I'll give him that. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Good the job, other man, no. <laughs> no. So worth noting, Michael Darby finally decided to use his common sense and not attend a reunion, which I think was for the best <laughs> for everyone. Also, Juan wasn't there. He was working and Jamal was busy lecturing, according to Giselle. Um, and he was not there either, which was a big, he was a big topic of discussion. Um, uh-huh. of the day. So before they, like, I think it was before Candace and Monique even got into their stuff, the Jamal binder came out. Was it before or after? I can't remember. But Monique just blew everyone away <laughs> with a fucking binder that was color coordinated by a cast member and, like, broken down in the most incredible way. Like, I just was like, <gasps> like I, I respect this in a housewife. I respect the level of effort because she knows that anything she says they will tear apart to shreds if she has no proof so she came with all the proof and so then what they ended up doing was being like oh my god you're such a loser you're bindering but thank god she did because she came with the receipts it's true well before everything like um karen and giselle went like went straight out the gate were mm. going at each other well i mean giselle was acting like she wasn't going karen but she was like she was giving it to karen as much as karen was giving it to her which was i don't know like i suppose it was expected considering the build-up that they've had but it yeah. really like i karen seems to really have like lost her patience for giselle wouldn't you say i would say and i would also not blame her giselle is a green-eyed demon and about time like someone needs to keep calling her on her shit like and then she after like she was shut down a couple of times quite early on and then was quite silent throughout the rest of the reunion and i was so happy about it she had a stank face on her face and then just kept to herself it was the most pleasant she's been at any reunion ever um karen also told her took the opportunity to tell giselle that she dressed like a hot mess because that obviously came up in andy's questions a lot and every, uh-huh. everyone agreed. <laughs> like, it's like all the other housewives were waiting for permission to be like, yeah, yeah, you do dress like shit. And then Wendy helpfully explained to Giselle that it was probably because she was very pretty. She's a pretty girl. Therefore, probably never had to try that hard to look good. So that's why she has ass style. 
Mm-hmm. Can I just say that's such a thing? That's such yeah. a thing, especially, uh, once again, especially for white women with a visible jawline. And I know Giselle's not a white woman, but she's very, like, fair skin. And so, like, often you'll just see, like, um, like thin, like, light skin or white people, like, wearing just an absolute mess. And you're like, yeah. what is that about? Yeah. But nobody ever says anything about it. Nobody ever says anything about it. They're like, that's fashion. You look like a coat. Yeah. Now. Also, ever uh-huh. since you mentioned this concept to me a long time ago, I always have to second guess myself if I'm really attracted to someone or if they just have a visible jawline. And most of the uh-huh. time it's the jawline. <laughs> yeah. It's not my idea. It's Karina's idea. My right. best friend Karina came up with this. Karina always does it. Karina's like, are they attractive or is it that they have yeah. a visible jawline and European features and most of the time it's that they have a visible yeah. jawline and European features you really like that's really what attractiveness is in yeah this, and you gotta unpack this that society yeah you gotta you, you gotta. gotta and also my my partner is a huge offender of this she has <laughs> the most trash sense of fashion and gets away with fucking murder because she's like six foot four and has like green eyes and curly hair so she can do what she wants she does what she wants, but she knows she'll she'll be the first to be like, I'm a mess. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my god. I, I think Giselle knows too now. Like it seems she didn't I don't. Really fight the sentiment. No. She was like, Yep. I don't think she knows at all. I think she's like, You're all idiots, they just don't understand my style. Like I don't think she took that on. No. No. It seemed like she just was like, I accept, I don't care. She was like, I think did she say it to Ashley or someone? She's like, Well that's your opinion. And that's yours. And that was as much as she did. But I still don't think she really thinks she has that style. Right. But that's my opinion. Um, anyway, moving on to the binder. Speaking of Giselle. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Turns out Monique had receipts in the form of screenshots of messages between someone claiming to be Jamal's girlfriend. Um, mm-hmm. During the same time they were filming this season. So while he is with... Giselle. Um, mm-hmm. And she like going on about, she's like, should we still be together? Aren't you filming the show with your ex-wife? But you're with, like, that kind of was the tone of the messages. Like, should we not keep it on the DL or not be together? And he was like, no, 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 all good. That's just for filming, implying that the relationship is fake. So just carry on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they were all like, well, how do you know it's really him? Blah, blah, blah. And Monique's like, I can read out the phone number. And then she read out the phone number and Andy turned to Giselle. I'm actually getting like a body shiver. And he was like, Giselle, (laughs) is that Jamal's phone number? And there was a long, loaded, weighty, heavy pause. And she was like, yeah, yeah, that's his number. And from that moment, she was done for the reunion. I was like, it just felt so like dramatic as soon as she confirmed it. Do you feel like that caught her off guard? Yes. Yep. I think so. And we've talked about this before. Anytime someone kind of questions her about Jamal or something, she's like quite cool and chill about it and just like, yep, it is what it is. I'll be fine. But this, that phone number thing, I think really threw her. And I think it's why she was pretty quiet for the rest of the reunion. Yeah. She was shook. Well, someone actually did ask her, do you have an open marriage? Um, oh, during yeah. the reunion and she didn't respond she was just like just proceeded with what she was doing so mm-hmm. even though I'm not sure that they I don't think they have an open marriage or whatever but I have been I've been saying that I think there's some sort of understanding 
between the two of them. Yeah, like I'm not even sure they're really together together. Like he lives in Atlanta. There's no plans on them moving. There's all these rumors about him. The kids don't seem that keen. Like it's not like there's any plans to move it forward. So like uh-huh. how not important, but how val I don't know how you know what I mean. Like how big is this relationship? Mm. Obviously, like what she's getting from him, she's happy with. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like whatever the current arrangement is, she's not pushing to change it. Yeah. And she's accepting what he's giving. And that might not be a lot, I think. Yeah. But she's just what whatever amount of attention or whatever she's getting from him, she's happy with it. I think so you're right. I think the demand for him to constantly be present and other people have like access to him and stuff like that is a bit unwarranted because I think she's good. Like she's happy with the arrangement. It's I think she's happy with it, but I also think that's coming from a place of she focuses on other people's relationships so much and she tries to catch other people out so much. And she's always the one trying to shine a light on the things that people are trying not to talk about. So the <laughs> fact that now there's something they can come to Giselle with, I think that's what's more annoying to her. She's just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, true, true, true. So, yeah, um, Karen was not having that. Karen no. just oh, – Karen would not leave Giselle alone she in these three episodes. Like, every chance she took, she was taking a shot at her. And can I just um, say, I think it's so, like, bleh and meaningless to keep pointing out that there's no man sitting behind her again for another reunion. Like, why do they all say that as if it's the ultimate insult? Like, good mm. job. <laughs> You've managed to avoid not having a man sitting behind you. I know. I was like, mate, like you've your you mob have got men behind you, and look how that's working out. For you. Except for Eddie, he's an angel. For but Eddie. everyone else, like, whoa, you wish they didn't come. I bet. Especially Chris Samuels, who we'll get to. So the next widow marriage or situation ship we've got going on is Ashley and Michael. Mm-hmm. As I said, Michael did not attend this reunion. However, was very present um, in terms of the content. And basically they were talking about what a demon he is really, um, how he lost his shit in the final episode at Robin and Juan's proposal party. Um, and the fact that he went crazy to producer, had a big fight with Ashley. And then the very next day she was like, yeah, we went to the Bahamas and then now we're having our second baby. And I'm the happiest I've ever been. And she said all that with a straight face. And everyone was like, what are you talking about? He's a fucking demon. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Candace? So did Candace say about Michael or about Jamal? She said something so fucking funny. She was like, oh, your man is itching. No, she said that about (laughs) Michael. Get a test. Your man is itching. Yeah, it was so fucking wild. I was like, whoa. (laughs) That was really good. And at that moment, I understood what Andy meant when he was like, you're a disaster on Twitter because that's the kind of shit she comes out with. But in this case, it was perfect. Um, yeah, I would agree. I would say that that's probably accurate. Um, he also, you know, just has rage problems and Ashley's tried to spin it in like a don't come for my family because you guys have been insulting my kid as well. And Robin's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, on Twitter, you said, um, (laughs) Robin's like, I said, your son looks like your husband. And then Ashley's like, isn't that rude? (laughs) And I don't (laughs) Well, do you? I was like, it is. <laughs> it is rude, but now that you think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, 
oh my god i don't know she just looked very sociopathic and chill and i still don't understand what she's getting out of this i was watching this with kim and kim was so confused because she kept being like she's in it for the money she has to be in it for the money like there's a prenup that's why she can't leave i'm like no the prenup has lapsed there is nothing holding her now other than like and she has the two kids she could cut and run but she's obviously getting something out of this that we don't know of as well you know I think it's like there's just so many benefits to being married to a man. You know what, what? I mean? Like it's really hard. I mean, not not for me personally, <laughs> but for someone that's like invested in being married to a man and, and has oh. that idea about family and accumulative wealth and like those kind of ideas, like it's really hard for people to let go of that, I think. And I think that must just be what it is. It's like, yes, obviously it's about money, because everything's about money because money's how we survive. Yeah. But I think also it's about the idea of like having children with another person and that person being like a man who's a breadwinner and mm. all those kind of ideas. Well, also she, um, the thing came up again about how he inappropriately groped some of the cameramen and producers of the series. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it was caught on camera and Ashley still was like, she's very deflective, like extremely deflective. And she's like, he has a great relationship with that specific cameraman and he's cool and he loved it and it was all in context. And then Andy's like, that man did not enjoy that. And we know that for a fact. And she's like, no, you just don't get it. Like, she just seems to have a fucking answer for everything. And it's like, for me, I'm like, how exhausting can it be consistently defending this demon person, especially with, uh-huh. like pregnant with his second child? And then it linked back to Monique, why she stayed loyal to Monique, because she's like, Monique's kept all our secrets. She Monique knows everything. And despite everything, she's not aired my dirty laundry. And I'm like, how much more is there? <laughs> like, uh, are you joking? Uh. Are they just talking about the basement footage that disappeared or whatever? Like, I just think there is no amount of money that would warrant to me still being married to Michael Darby. Definitely not. Definitely not. And it's, it's like, it's a, it's what it is, is it's a delusion is what she's invested in. Yeah. She's invested in a delusion and like, unfortunately that's really common. (laughs) Women protect that delusion at all costs. Like think of all the women, straight women that you've ever known that have protected men who behaved horrifically and continue to do so at the cost of many, many, many other people. Like there's yeah. a lot of people that behave like that and protect that idea like their life depends on it. And many lives suffer for it. That is so true and bleak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's hideous. Um, yep. Yeah, so Michael was hideous. Andy was like really – I felt like Andy was really sassy in these reunions. Like he was really – He's copped a lot of heat on Twitter for being very one-sided, um, particularly towards Candace. Like he really, really, really came for Monique like way mm-hmm. harder than he came at anyone for anything else, which, you know, depending mm-hmm. on who you are and what your opinion is might be warranted. Um, but let's move on to Monique and Candace. He basically – did not let Monique breathe. And I thought she expressed herself very well before her husband Mm -hmm. arrived on the scene. Like I said, she had her binder. She has been through like 12 months, presumably of therapy there. Each of their cases has been thrown out. I think Monique has come to a place where she understands her role in the altercation with Candace. She said, I take full accountability for what happened. I acknowledge Mm -hmm. that what happened was disproportionate to anything that Candace did to me with her fucking hand that triggered me in my hand. 
and didn't deserve uh-huh. what happened to her. Like she said all of these things and uh-huh. still was pushed and pushed and pushed about the fact that she was being quite emotionless or wasn't showing visible emotion. And Andy yeah. kept kept harping on about this because Candace is obviously crying as she does with her little napkin dabs under her eyelashes, uh-huh. like every opportunity, uh-huh. which made me question like, do I think her emotion is now less valid to me? Cause it's a little bit, I see it all the time. So I'm not uh-huh. as, sensitive or sympathetic to her but I thought it was really interesting how like the women are loaded with the expectation to present certain types of emotions to be considered like valid but then also you can't show too much because then your emotions or your reactions are invalid because you're hysterical like what is this fucking line and why does a woman have to show emotions for an action that she's done to be validated after the fact. Do you know what I mean? If she had cried mm-hmm. and apologized to mm-hmm. Candace and hugged her and just unreservedly was like, oh my God, like this is the worst thing ever. I'm so sorry. Would that have mm-hmm. absolved her? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I think, I think, yes. I think the answer is yes. It probably yeah. would have absolved her in a lot of people's eyes if she had done that, but that's not who she is. And I think that like, I agree the way she handled it was like I thought the way she handled it on the show was you know a bit feral but mostly (laughs) fine um but like even but even Candace like she's taking Candace is like taking active jabs at Monique this whole time but then Candace is crying and stuff so then you have this man like feeling bad for the one that's crying um and I think like it really kind of um made me think about how like in society like exactly what you said like uh if you're a woman you can only show like remorse and emotions a certain way but also that like society so highly rewards people that externalize their like thoughts and feelings as Mm -hmm. long as those thoughts and feelings are appropriate yeah um and like there's not space for people that are just like you know like some of my thoughts and feelings are private yeah. And like, I'm not, I'm not willing to share them with absolutely everyone. And like, people get suspicious of women that do that, especially. Yeah. Um, so yes. that was like really clear. And she even said, she was like, I'm a type A personality. Like I prefer things to stay under control. And I feel like yeah. being overly emotional is like out of control. And I'm exactly the true. same as that. Like, yeah, I yeah. know that I'm the, I don't do that. I obviously, we, mm. you and I are the opposite. I cried everything and I can't mm. control my emotions but I also know that when you're in that space you can't verbalize what you want to say clearly and articulately and I said to my boss before once when I was crying I'm like listen I'm only crying because I'm pissed off at how wrong this is I'm not like you know but I can't get my words out properly and so you'd have to you're not as um careful or in control of what you want to say and the message and in this case Monique had a very clear message that she had to get across and had to control you know and manage mm. effectively because it's really important. <laughs> like, so she did what she could in the best way possible. And do I agree? I think both of them handled themselves not great in the season. And obviously it was a shitty situation, but I, I understood her and I understood where she was coming from. And it really pissed me off the way that Andy was completely ignoring how Candace kept, like you said, kept making jabs and trying to make a point. And Monique was not cracking and she was disregarding it. And she, I think she was like, she's obsessed with me. She has not stopped trying to get my attention but I'm not going to feed it and I thought she did Mm. great I thought she did great too and you know look it wasn't it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be I thought it would be much much worse and I think the only reason it didn't get much worse was because Monique 
was able to control her emotions. And, like, obviously, you know, if you think about it in context as well, like, this whole situation has occurred because Monique lost control of her, like, temper. So yeah. she's – it's in her favour to stay in control. That is so in, true. Like, the next public situation that she's in. So, of course, she did that. And, um, yeah, I agree, but, like, demonising her and making her out as, like, some kind of psychopath for not crying on TV was – really off yeah agree and she made a point of saying that when she she realized through therapy and through a lot of unpacking off camera as it should have been that she was triggered by candace's hand in her face and for her that took her back to being a kid and her childhood trauma of having her dad like repeatedly having his hand in her face and at the time she was not in a position to be able to respond back to that or do anything Mm -hmm. in response so Mm -hmm. That for her was, she figured out that that was why she kind of, and she said, I overreacted and that was not warranted and blah, blah, blah and all that stuff. But I feel like it was completely discounted by the fact that that woman did not shed a fucking tear. <laughs> True. Um, I don't know. This is, I'm, I, I'm always relieved this season is over because <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to talk about the fight anymore. I don't want to talk about it anymore like, either. Oh, enough. And I, we're not, I'm not sure we're going to have to because she did, I think she just not was fired but said that she's not coming back for season six like that was a good call on Monique's behalf I think and maybe she'll be back one day in the future she just needs you know a year off to recuperate whatever but um Mm -hmm. as well as she did (laughs) her husband then came for the final episode of the reunion Mm -hmm. as did the other husbands and I think he was like raging (laughs) He didn't didn't even want to say hi to Andy. He was like, no, I'm not here for your small talk. No, ma'am. Please, let's get to it. Let's get to this. My favourite part of it was when Chris came on stage and Andy was like, hey, man, like, did you see that Michael Jordan docker? And then Chris was like, I didn't because people were spreading filthy lies about my wife. And I was just like, what? <laughs> Andy's face was like, I'm sure a little bit of pee came out like at that moment because he was just like, yeah. What are we he in for? He shit himself. It was so good. He shit himself. Chris did not want to talk about Michael Jordan. Chris didn't want to talk about nothing that wasn't to do with the plot surrounding the takedown of his family to the point where he'd gone, I think he'd done an Instagram live with Monique like a few weeks before or whatever, previous to the reunion. So Giselle, in response to. Chris being appearing got secure her security. Like she had hired security to protect her against Chris Samuels, who would clearly do something on camera. Like it was so fucking stupid. She's such a uh-huh. fucking moron. It was, I wish that the security guard fucking tried. I wish he tried. Like I would have like, <laughs> Chris would have been like, no, sir. But anyway, Chris basically just wanted to get straight into the fact that he believed and Monique believes, I guess that there was a plot against his family to question uh-huh. his son's uh, paternity, the paternity of his uh-huh. son. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because there was a rumor that was going around that it, Monique stepped out with her trainer and the son, Trace, Chase, whatever his name is. Chase, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, was the trainer's son and not Chris's. And then, and we talked about this much earlier on, that was the big thing with Cherise and Monique and blah, 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 and Candace. And it was agreed to not be talked about on camera. So she thought, by bringing it up, the green-eyed bandits were trying to come for her. However, mm-hmm. after they played the footage and everything, it was revealed that Giselle thought it was a free-for-all because Chris Samuels brought it up when she was at his house and he's like, look at my son. 
doesn't he look like me? And then Giselle was like, who else would he look like, Chris? <laughs> like nervous laughter. So after that, when she was like filming with Robin, she was the first one to bring it up on camera. And she was like, I guess we're allowed to talk about it because they mentioned it, sort of. And that's why mm. it became an issue. And it wasn't ever a planned takedown of them. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Didn't Hannah have a theory that there was a planned takedown of Monique as well? Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. the reason why the planned takedown didn't occur was because Candace refused to participate in the takedown. So right. that, so her and Monique started being okay, which pissed off Monique, which pissed off Robin. No, was the other one? Mm-hmm. Giselle. <laughs> um, and then it all fell to shit anyway. But yeah, that was the theory. Obi Batch and Bravo, who is brilliant um, on Instagram, brought the theory to our attention. And I think that was the case. Mm-mm. I think revisiting the footage, um, like over the reunion it did kind of seem like Giselle instigated the whole thing yeah. like not not in terms of the fight but in terms of like the rumor about Monique in terms of giving it life and like yes. bringing it into the real housewives Which, universe even Candace said so she was like what did she say Giselle is gossipy and shady and she brought it up after the Andy's baby shower which was ages ago um when mm-hmm. all the women went out for dinner and Giselle's one that brought it up there and like you said, gave it life and was talking about it from way back. So clearly she wanted this to become a thing, whether it was happening on camera or not. She was definitely putting it out into the universe and seeding it in as many places as possible so that it would grow into life. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it kind of did get proved that that Giselle was behind it once and for all. I feel like this reunion like really went in on Giselle. <laughs> I think it did too, but also she just kind of sat there like a mute. She couldn't really defend herself a lot. Mm. Because all of it was basically true. But yeah. then, like, Chris was acting a, like a maniac. Like, yeah. I was like, sit down. You are mate. undoing like, everything down. Monique just did. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, she's expected to be crying and blah, blah, blah. And then he, he, he is acting like a fucking ogre. Yeah. You're just like, stop. Like, just relax. And then at the end, like, he goes up to white Chris and is like, pat on the back, like, we're all good, mate. And I was like, no, what? you're not. <laughs> you're that actually was... not all good. <laughs> that confused me as well. Because white Chris, he obviously came out and was, like, sitting behind Candace and he was very, like, I didn't even know he wasn't that he wasn't that mad. He talked about his the argument that he had with Michael, and he was like, "I never usually get involved between what the women are doing. Like Monique and Candace, you may have your thing. I never got involved in that. When Michael came to me about my wife, that's when I got like crazy. Um, uh-huh. And he was like, you know, I never meant to come for Monique or anything. Blah blah blah. And then yeah, they were both screaming at each other, the two Chris's. And then as soon as the cameras were fucking stopped and they walked off, he's like, "Hey pal, like, got nothing wrong." I'm like. Oh, I hate men. (laughs) Because I I feel like this re... What's the word? Like, yeah, it reiterates. Reiterates, like, that bullshit rhetoric of, like, men are so much more uncomplicated than women and women are bitches and, you know, will keep harping on about something whereas they can put their shit aside. I'm like, no, they're just fucking dumb. Like, and Mm. they do it in different ways. Because did you see them on camera? Like... Yeah. It was so stupid. Like, I hated that bro down at the end. I was just like, both of you are done. Yeah. Out of here. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I liked, I liked that Chris fought Michael. Like he didn't even fight him; he just pushed him. And honestly, yeah. I would have done exactly the same thing if Michael God, fucking yeah. 
came near me. So <laughs> like, I was like, good job. Like Agreed. someone needed to do it. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know if it was like the camera angle or what, but like I never noticed how pointy white Chris's nose is. Like it's so fucking sharp and pointy. <laughs> and like this whole episode I was like, he's like really touching Candace with that pointy Ew, fucking what? nose. Yeah, and yeah, I I don't know. Like you said, I the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, what is this? And I was like, maybe it's what Maddie said way back when, a few weeks ago. Maybe they just love each other. I don't get it, but I think that's what it is. I didn't. Did I say that they just love they just love each other? <laughs> yeah, yeah obviously they obviously they do, but like why? Is, like not him. Like, I don't know. Obviously a privilege. It's obviously a privilege <laughs> for him to be near Candace. Obviously, but I. Not for the fucking life of me work out what Candace enjoys about that man. Oh, also, you um, Ashley was like the comments about who is it? Kate, the um, previous cast, cast member who came Katie, out. Katie, Katie, yeah, Katie, yeah. Ashley acknowledged the fact that there were rumors about Katie who had come out as by having a relationship with someone on the Potomac cast, and it was widely rumored to be Ashley, but she denied it. Yeah. I didn't believe it. Do you reckon it still was her? Yep. This woman's a demon liar, sociopath. Of course I still think it's her. Yeah. Because I was like, who else would it be? And I think if it's not Ashley, I think it's Candace. What? Yeah. Oh, I might have to go back and do a rewatch for context clues. Yeah. I don't know. But judging, just judging by everyone, I think it could be Candace. Oh, that would be great. I hope so. But, um, yeah, I'm going to do a rewatch because I can't remember. Um... I have one more thing to say as well, still on the Monique and Candace thing, just quickly. They keep harping on about Karen trying to set up Monique and Candace to cross paths at her party, her wig party. <laughs> but I mm-hmm. think she explained it so many times. This is what I got from it. It feels like she said to Candace, do you want to come early? You know, because she was going to invite Monique. And Candace mm-hmm. was like, no, I can't come early. I'll be late. So she was like, fine. So she adjusted the schedule to invite Monique to come early. So Monique mm-hmm. came to the pre-event and Candace came later and then Candace just happened to still come early, which was her dumb fault because she was told to come later. So I feel like they need to let that one go. Like, I don't think Karen was purposely trying to make them cross paths at that point. I genuinely think mm-hmm. she was like, cool, well, then if that one's coming later, I'll get this one to come early and then I get to mm-hmm. have them both there. And I think they need to leave her alone about not picking a side. I don't think that by not attacking Monique, she was therefore choosing her side. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. And also you have to think about it. Like why would Karen want them both to come at the same time yeah. to her professional event, which did blow up anyway. And she acted wild out anyway, <laughs> but like, why would she want that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I just don't think, you know, she was, she has the whole time been like, this was a fight. This was like not a, a one-sided thing, but she's never been like, let's get the gang back together. Like she never once <laughs> no. has, has made an attempt at that. So I just think that is just once again, Giselle, Robin and Ashley being demons. I agree. That's completely them. Yep. That's caused this problem. Green-eyed bandits. Green-eyed bandits. Mm-hmm. Is that their name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought Karen was great. I just, I just hope that her and Ray do not have this 25 25- year vow renewal thing because lord knows even as andy said he's like are you sure you want to do that because on the housewives that is a kiss of death um so i hope they don't do that is it the kiss of death like people who do it end up getting divorced yes 
like I just at the top of my head, Ramona and Mario did it for their 17 year anniversary, which was so random. And obviously uh-huh. Band-Aid renewal and they were divorced like within a year later. So mm, Band-Aid renewal. Okay. Yeah. I would avoid that. Karen, if you're listening. <laughs> but I think Karen and Ray are a bit older than them, right? Yeah. I do still feel like it's a, ba- a Band-Aid renewal though. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. You know, up to them. Up to them. I hope they work it out. Me too. They're a nice couple. He seemed a lot more chill and they seem happy. Like, weirdly, I think quarantine and lockdown has done them good. Whereas a lot of other yeah. couples, maybe not so much. Yeah. They must be earth signs. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what star signs they are. Are you going to look it up? Can I? Yeah. Yeah. She's a Taurus. Is she? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. Fair enough. I'll give you that. I can't find Ray's star sign, but Karen. Oh, no, he's a Libra. Oh, actually, that's fine. Yeah, Taurus yeah, and Libra in lockdown good. together. That would be completely fine. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, you were right. Good for you. Maybe you're not such a yeah. hack. I just know I just know Taurus energy when I see it. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I don't have anything more to add on Potomac. I love it so much it's one of my favorite franchises but i'm glad this season has wrapped up it feels like a huge relief doesn't it yeah it does it does yeah moving on to my other favorite my new favorite franchise real housewives of salt lake city we are currently at um season one episode seven and we've obviously missed a couple of weeks but i've been really enjoying it i think it's a little bit repetitive um you know heather is now for a few episodes been talking about her struggle between wanting to be a Mormon or not a Mormon or date or have sex with people or be married or whatever. Um, and I'm getting a little bit over it, but I understand she's on a journey and that's her <clears throat> story, but um, it's boring. <clears throat> that's it. That's my feelings on Heather. <laughs> I think it's clear that Heather does want to be having sex. Yeah. Um, I think she wants to be a Mormon still. I mean, I guess it's that thing, like, you can be culturally a religion, but then, yeah. like, you can have a different life experience, right? So, like, we're both totally. from backgrounds where our family, our, our culture was heavily involved in the mm-hmm. church. Yeah. And, like, our family still believes in that. And we, like, that's part of our identity, but we don't believe in that and no. we don't do that. So, but if I don't I'm, know, maybe she can find the balance there. I hope she can. Like, I personally, I think I've found the balance. Like, at Easter, for example, Greek Orthodox Easter is, like, a really big weekend, basically, on the Friday night. You go to church, you do the walk around holding candles, whatever. Saturday night, you do midnight mass, and it's, like, a whole thing. <laughs> I go to see my cousins. <laughs> I still mm-hmm. will go. If I'm in Sydney, I there is no missing that weekend of church-going activity. But, like, mm-hmm. my mother also knows that I'll be standing outside, not stepping foot inside and just hanging out with my cousins. But culturally, mm-hmm. like, I also, I can't imagine not doing that either. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it is more complicated in that sense yeah. with the Mormon church because you actually need permission to attend Mormon temples. Like, you can't just oh. – not anyone can just attend a Mormon temple. You need permission right. to attend them uh, from the – I don't know what the word is – maybe pastor – um, but yeah, I only found that out from true crime documentaries because <laughs> interestingly, Mormons commit a lot of homicides. Um, 
but yes, you actually need like written permission to attend a Mormon wow. temple and like they'll like check your permission um, wow. or if they don't know you as you enter the, the temple. So I think like she kind of, you know, and it's a lot um, more I'm pervasive. That... Like, sorry, it's a lot more pervasive to everyday life, right? Like, there mm-hmm. are a lot more controlled elements in the mm-hmm. Mormon church than like would make your day to day life a lot more impacted. Like drinking, fucking sex, who you're friends with, all mm-hmm. that kind of thing is a lot more mm-hmm. heavily monitored, I guess, by the church. Yeah, exactly. I think with ethnic, the difference with like ethnic religions is as long as you behave yourself at church, you're still allowed <laughs> to come to church, but you can kind of get away with like doing shit like that outside of church as long as you don't let your community know about totally. it. Totally. Like, <laughs> but with Mormonism, like, no, 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 no. You nah. have to, like, people, people like report you to the church and, and you get, like, they'll bow, they'll literally buy you from the church for behaving yeah. out of line and stuff. And so. like Heather explained as well, like, the church has a lot of power in like the community because they have um like board positions I guess or whatever and like on different corporations they can even control how much liquor is sold to you at a bar mm-hmm. or whatever and a lot of it is watered down you can only have one drink at a time on a table per hour or something so even the amount mm-hmm. you can drink and that kind of thing is controlled because it's a very powerful institution in that like community yeah wild absolutely yeah it is wild um but yeah I don't know like so maybe there's a way to be Mormon and hoeing around and maybe or maybe there's not but yeah it could be a thing where she lives her life and practices outside of the church or maybe she'll find a different way of having a religion and or faith. something like that yeah, yeah and I hope she finds faith. that she seems very like she needs some freaking inner peace um yeah also Meredith is still separated from her husband. That's where we kind of left her. Her husband's come back to visit. He wants the family to move to Ohio. And she's like, no, thank you. No offense to Ohio, but absolutely not. Um, I want to stay like in Salt Lake City. And then in the latest episode, episode seven, Jen keeps prompting her to share more like details about her separation. She's like, why are you separated? What possible reason could there be? It has to be something. And Meredith is, like, not sharing with the ladies. So Jen takes it upon herself to start sharing some gossip. Um, Because six months prior in New York, she met a man with Meredith who was like, I'm in love with her. She's the love of my life, blah, blah, blah. And it seems that Meredith has moved on and has somebody else already, but she's just refusing to talk about it. And that's why she doesn't want to go back to her husband. Yeah. Fuck. Was Meredith really pissed off? I didn't say it yet. Meredith doesn't know that Jen has been saying this now. Oh fuck, Meredith's gonna lose it. <laughs> yeah, Meredith's gonna lose <laughs> it. Um, so I reckon it's all gonna kick off next week. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that that part is now heating up and a lot more interesting. I oh, figured okay. it was the case. Yep. Like I figured someone had moved on because Meredith's husband so clearly still wants to be in this marriage, and she's like, you know what, peace, I'm out. Like we're good. And Jen is like, I know why. <laughs> so I think she told. Yeah. I think she told Whitney and Heather. And so they're the only ones that know at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, Meredith's husband's so seedy, though. Like, I hate you him. can't blame her. Yeah, he sucks. Of course she wants to get rid of him. Exactly. I mean, she should have done that a long time ago. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. was also really rude to Brooks, who, her son, her 21-year-old son, who had a show at um, Sundance Fashion Week. He was, like, quite rude, condescending about it when they called him. 
And then mm. they actually showed the runway show and it is a joke. Brooks's collection was one tracksuit worn by eight <laughs> different people. It was the same one. Oh it, my god. It's a black tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> Brooks is like the new star of Salt Lake City, but is also a fucking disaster. <laughs> yeah. He really is. Um, but you know, I guess good for him for um, being a tracksuit designer of black tracksuits with white logos on them. Mm-hmm. At least he's doing I mean, something. Brooks has dropped out of college now <laughs> to come and live with his <laughs> mum and be on Real Housewives. Yeah. So I feel like it's just like Instagram sensation yeah. career track from here. You know what I mean? Good for him. I would have done the exact same fucking thing. Which is? Yeah, totally. Are you joking? <laughs> if my mum got on Real Housewives. I would have definitely quit my job and moved home. Well, I have I have a job. He didn't have a job. But if I was at school, I would have left school and gone home. My mum and brother were yeah. both on TV last year for Australia's Got Talent, and I was still tempted to fucking go uh-huh. home and get some camera time. <laughs> like, of course, as soon as I leave the country, these two become household sensations. Um, I know. But- oh, also, your brother's um, Paul's... Christmas Carol performance oh, was, so was absolutely divine. I loved it. I know. He's so cute. My brother is on a Christmas album um, and he's mm-hmm. done two singles and there are videos and they're so adorable. I can't even handle it. He's just so talented. He, he should be more famous immediately. Well, I think Corona kind of put a damper on all the stuff that he had going on. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, he's, he's coming back. He's had a few gigs last week. He's got some more gigs lined up. He's on a Christmas album. He's saving up some money for studio time. So I think he will be really famous. I just need him to like hurry up about it so that I can eventually quit my job. <laughs> Come on, Paul. He should have his own reality show. <laughs> Paul should have his It would be a lot of gaming. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would watch that. Yeah, I would watch. I would watch. Yeah. Would you Anything. watch my family? Yeah. I love your family. <laughs> but your cousins would have to be in it, obviously. Obviously. That's, I mean... Yeah. Let's talk to someone about this. Um, anyway, back to Salt Lake City. Uh-huh. Jen and Mary are still not in a good place. Shock horror. But uh, uh-huh. after Jen drunkenly told everyone that Mary was a grandpa fucker, she's, conveni- <laughs> she's conveniently forgotten that. And she told Mary that she doesn't remember saying it. Definitely not to her face, which is convenient because she didn't say it to Mary's face. She screamed it to everyone else. And Mary just heard it. But I think they're just kind of, like, leaving it and moving on. Yeah. Look, we really started this season thinking Mary was the craziest one and we (laughs) were wrong. (laughs) We were wrong. Yeah. Jen needs so much validation, doesn't she? She's very needy. She is a mess. Sorry. (laughs) Go Sorry. Jen is a needy, like, person that needs a lot of validation from her friends. I can just not imagine what she thinks she's going to get. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, it's endless. It's endless what Jen needs from other people. (laughs) And she's never getting enough of it. And it's too wild to watch it. I actually knew someone like this um, when I was growing up. She didn't come from the same background as as Jen. She came from, like, a really overprivileged background. But everything she did was a constant act like need for validation yeah and it was wild but i i didn't mind being around it i was gonna say did you date her gonna do next (laughs) no i didn't date her she was straight obviously because straight women behave like that yeah right 
but it was feral. Like everything, like for years I watched this girl <laughs> do all this crazy shit like what Jen does. And I was just like, wowee, like I would never have predicted <laughs> that that was what you were going to do next. Wow, and I would say like I personally am not above the need for validation. Like I think I need and get a lot of validation from I'm other people. Same. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm not denying that I'm not like this, but I've just never seen it on this level where it controls so much of her actions. Like I will mm. continuously prompt people for compliments and validation. Also my love language is words of affirmation. So I, I own and lean into that, but like, I've never seen anything like this. It's incredible. <laughs> it is so amazing to watch. Yeah. And she's going to be like, I don't know, Meredith, I was just sharing a friendly anecdote, you know, about your life. I'm not sure where she's like, where she thinks this is going to take her outing someone's like affair or whatever. Or is it an affair if they're separated? I don't know. Um, but yeah, mm. she's doing a lot of like attention seeking behavior. And then also, like, very much needing, like, validation from her friends and a lot of TLC. Yeah, it's a mess and I love to watch it. Same, I'm here for it. So here for it. <laughs> I love this show. I love this show so much. <laughs> yeah, that's all I have on Salt Lake City, I think. Did you have any other thoughts? Oh, actually, I don't. One. But, oh, yeah. I have one more thought. So okay. at one of the Sundance parties, I think Jen threw a screening of her cousin's documentary and <laughs> Katie and Lala from Vanderpump Rules turned up. And <laughs> I just wanted to say that made me feel physically ill because I hate them both, um, as I hate <laughs> most people on Vanderpump Rules. And someone on Twitter was like, the fucking irony. I bet back then Salt Lake City thought it needed Vanderpump Rules. And in hindsight, like Vanderpump Rules needs Salt Lake City. Like they are so lucky they got the chance to appear on this because fuck them both. Yeah, I agree. Is Vanderpump Rules cancelled yet? Like, do people still watch it? Well, it's not come back. Jax has yeah. been fired. I'm pretty sure Stacey's going to be fired if she's not already. Um, mm-hmm. God, I hope it's not coming back. Or at least if it is, can we just give a show to, like, Tom and Ariana? That's all I care about. Yeah, that's it's a terrible show, that show. It's I really want to like it, too, because I fucking love Lisa. But I yeah. hate everyone. Every single person on that show. Same. It's not really watchable in its current iteration. Um, well, yeah, All the only other thing I wanted to mention to you this week, Maddie, was that Real Housewives of Atlanta is back. It is, and I'm getting into it. <laughs> Finally. Um, it, how good is it? Yeah. So Atlanta is one of the ones that I have watched the early seasons of because oh. it used to be on free to air. <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so I have seen I have seen the early seasons, but I didn't re- like I only recognized Candy um, oh, in the most God. recent season. How great the, does I she think look? She's one of the only remaining ones, right, from the early seasons. Candy yeah. was there really early on, and then Cynthia came, I think, around season three or four. Um, mm-hmm. And once again, we are being treated. I say treated to another season of Cynthia in the lead up to a marriage, like to a wedding. I didn't care about yeah. it when she married Peter. I don't care about it now that she's marrying Mike. I don't care about the wedding storyline, but it's also especially bad because Mike desperately wants to get married on the 10th of the 10th, 2020. And it's going to, and I know they've had it. They get married. It's like mm-hmm. a full on Corona. Like, fuck you. Let's <laughs> just get 300 people here wearing face masks. Anyway. I think it was a dumb, yeah, it was a dumb idea. Um, yeah, but like all the dramas, there's always drama with Cynthia and her weddings, and I just don't care. Like, 
I don't. I'm not invested. Cynthia is so fucking hot. Oh my god, like, so hot. She's so hot. I just, I don't even pay attention to what's happening. I'm just like, <laughs> Cynthia is fucking so hot. Everything about her is yeah. perfect. Like, yeah. she just fucking glows like an angel. Yeah, she it's does. amazing. I think everyone is quite beautiful on this series. Everyone. Um, everyone is so beautiful on this season. Yeah. And there's like a new one, Latoya, who has quickly become become friends with fucking batshit Kenya who I just I still cannot stand and will never be able to stand um but the <laughs> editors on Real Housewives of Atlanta are so funny like they had Latoya with Kenya and they captioned her as Candy's friend that Kenya stole and I just fucking died laughing I was like this is why I watch Atlanta um and Cynthia already of course is very weirdly jealous of Kenya's new relationship but we know that she's a widow because of that time that she made Nini sign a friendship contract Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun. Um, and then the other new girl is someone named Drew. And she is married uh-huh. to a demon named Ralph, who, uh-huh. of course, goes by the occupation of um, entrepreneur, as they all do. Um, and he just seems like an absolute fucking nightmare. Obviously, this is going to be one of those occasions where, sorry, I've talked so much, where a new housewife has joined and is clearly in the year of her divorce, like impending, <laughs> like I'm not yeah. sure why so many of them do it, but so many of them get on the show clearly while their marriage is at a fractious breaking point and they're going to end up divorced by their reunion because he is awful. Awful. Yeah. There was so, I have so many questions about Ralph and Drew. Like why did her mother come in <laughs> on their anniversary with flowers? Like why? <laughs> I was just like, who, like when that happened, like, so she's in bed and then yeah. Drew comes in, sorry, not Drew, Ralph comes in, Drew's in bed, Ralph comes in, but like behind Drew's mom. mother who yeah. is carrying roses and he's like, happy anniversary. I was like, I'd be like, mom, like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> Get out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get out. Um, that was so wild. And then yeah. she reveals that Ralph is like gone MIA for three whole days. Three days. They had a fight and then she thought he was downstairs in his office, but then found out he was gone for three days. Not only gone from Atlanta, but I mean, gone from their house, but gone from Atlanta like and Georgia. He was in fucking Florida to go to the beach. Why were you in Florida? <laughs> like, Bro. he is bad news, bad vibes. And she finds out looking through, well, not if she's looking through his phone, but she saw a screenshot of like a camera still and he has secret cameras in the fucking house where he fucking monitors them so he knew what she was up to but he like did not think it was relevant to tell his wife where he was for three days not even after he returned like i can't fucking stand these men i can't stand. stand it imagine <laughs> no he like i don't want to he's exceptionally bad i think he's gonna be terrible no, but see, the thing is that, like, who's that one that Cynthia's going to marry? Mike. Mike. He's talking to Mike, and the way that they talk about it is, like, you know, I got to do better, but, like, as a man, I need this time. And then even when Drew's bringing up this conversation, like, with him, like, where were you? He's, like, first of all, he's, the like, avoiding the topic. And yeah. then he's, like, you need to understand that as a man, like... I deserve to just like go off and blah, blah, blah. And that's what I have to do to be right in the head. No, sir. No, like, yes, sir. Yes, maybe you do need to have a timeout. Like I personally need a timeout all the time. All because, the time I do. Me too. Same. Yeah. Yep. But I'm just like, um, 
partner, I need a fucking timeout. Yeah. Like I, and here's what I'm doing. Here's where I'm going. And this is where I suggest you go. And that's fine. Yeah. But to do that, especially when you have kids and just disappear. Ooh, that's wild. Real wild, real wild. Like, but they can donate to each other. There's a culture of men being like, we just need to like yeah. fuck off sometimes with absolutely no explanation. There's a culture of them condoning it for each other. And that was what really fucking set me off about that. Yeah. And episode. one of her like key concerns about it was that it's embarrassing. Like he's embarrassing her by doing shit like this. And I'm like, he's also disrespecting the fuck out of you and your family. Like, mm. but that's why it's embarrassing. Yeah, exactly. Like, and also, you know, I, I understand why she feels embarrassed, but Actually, that's a problem with him. Like, and mm. I, I think that too often on, especially um, Atlanta and Potomac, it's like, okay, well, you need to be con- accountable for how that man behaves. Like, okay, yes. well, um, that's him behaving like that, not her. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think you and I talked about this. It was like similar with Juan and Robin when he like stepped out on her, like at the early stages of motherhood when she just had her babies because he wasn't getting what he needed. And I was like, well... Robin wasn't getting what she fucking needed, like a supportive fucking husband to co-parent with her, but she didn't go find mm-hmm. another one. <laughs> I know. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. These men. These men. Anyway, Atlanta's looking very promising. Very promising. I just miss, I love Portia and I love getting updates on um, Portia Luther King, but I want her back with the other women. Like she's not interacted yet with any of the group and I want to see more group into I know it's Corona, blah, 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 blah. But like they're doing in small groups. Where's Portia? I want to see Portia with them. She's hilarious. She'll come back. I think she's just like, you know, she's been doing her um, Black Lives Matter thing and then she just got home out of prison, right? Or not prison, jail. She just got home out of jail. So she'll be back. True. I'll give her a minute. I'll give her a minute. Mm, She's busy. She's busy. She's busy changing Mm. the world. I fucking love her. So... That's it. Atlanta's back. Happy days. At least we have Atlanta now and Salt Lake City to keep us occupied because Potomac's over. OC's dead. And we don't know what else is coming back and when it's coming. (laughs) True. What's your plan for New Year's Eve? Well, I might have to move out of my amazing flat soon, which is really sad. And it has a really... Yeah, didn't I tell you this? No. Oh, well, I'll tell you. (laughs) We might have to move out in May, which is really devastating because I fucking love my flat. And it has this ridiculous balcony. And we were like, yeah, we'll use it in summer. But obviously, we're not going to be here in summer. So I've invited Kim over for New Year's Eve. It's just going to be the two of us. Probably do a little barbecue, a little bit of a bonfire, um, and just have a nice dinner. And that's it. That's so nice. Yeah. Whatever. My cousin Kylie told me that the energy of the flat had served its purpose for me, though, and that I'm supposed to be moving on anyway. I was like, I've been here two minutes. <laughs> but she's like, <laughs> you had no choice or say in this. And because the universe has happened to this has happened to you by the universe, that indicates that it has to happen and it's supposed to happen. Uh-huh. So I shouldn't find it. True. So she's wise, your cousin. She's so wise, but fuck, I love my bathroom. If, so, if there's a solution, you'll find it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Um, okay, so New Year's Eve with you and Kim. That sounds nice. Yeah, what are you doing? You're in- uh, I just go to Karina's house. Oh, She's no. having a party, but I don't know how long I'll last <laughs> at the party. But I am going. I am going. You'll be gone by 9pm. Fuck it. Happy New Year! I'm leaving! <laughs> Actually, that's not you. You will just disappear like a wisp of smoke and not even say goodbye to anyone. No, it won't be possible because, like, there's a um, 
like a cap on how many people and oh. so you can only have like eight people right so, so you can't just like get out unfortunately <laughs> well um, i hope you're not with no one noticing <laughs> i hope you're not in too much trauma then yeah <laughs> <laughs> try and have fun maddie try and have fun <laughs> well that's it that's us for the year that's us for the year but we'll be back yeah, in January. In January with some more witchy shit and Real housewife shit and all the good stuff. Yeah, sounds good. Lovely. Well, have a wonderful day. Um, good morning. Thank you. Good evening. <laughs> and I will chat to you in January. Okay, talk to you then. Oh, man, we had a lot to catch up on. Um, I hope you made it all the way through that and are enjoying Real Housewives as much as we are. Maddie and I will be back um, in 2021 in a few weeks with more updates on Real Housewives, some more good old witchy content um, and probably a lot to catch up on between the two of us. So hopefully you have a lovely break um, and a really nice new year and all the best. Please come back and join us again in 2021. Um, This is episode 12 of Aphorisms. And if you have any questions for us in the new year regarding astrology or horoscopes or anything at all, please slide into um, our Instagram DMs or Facebook or whatever or just... Um, come to me Maddie and let us know if you have any questions we would love to tackle them in the new year um have a good one and thank you for listening we really appreciate it happy new year